There are so many religions in the world. How are they similar and how are they different? We need to know. The culturally correct view is to blend them all together as equally relevant and legitimate. But is that true? Prior to becoming a follower of Jesus, your host, Mike Shreve, was an avid seeker of truth, exploring many paths to spirituality. One of his passions now is to help bridge the gap so that others can discover the true light, which gives light to everyone entering the world. Now, here's Mike Shreve revealing the true light. What is the origin of evil? This question has plagued the minds of deep thinkers for thousands of years. How did this world become so wicked? Did God author it? Have people caused this chaos? Do we blame it all on the devil or is that a cop-out? Who's at fault? What's the source of the problem, but more importantly, what is the cure? Let's explore what different worldviews have to say concerning this crucial issue, but more importantly, let's visit the biblical response toward the end of this episode of Revealing the True Light. Let's start with Hinduism. Years ago, I met with a man named Satguru Subramuniyaswamy. He was a well-known leader in Hinduism and the head of a monastery on the island of Kauai in the Hawaiian chain. And that monastery produces an international magazine called Hinduism Today. Listen to his answer to the kind of questions I just posted. He said, and I quote, There is no intrinsic evil. All is good. All is God. Now pause for just a moment and ponder the depth of the meaning of that statement. All is good and all is God? Survey the world and see the murder, the immorality, the theft, the abuse, the pain, the misery caused by human beings fighting against one another for material possessions or landmass. Look at all the evil in the world and then go back to his statement, all is good and all is God. Then he went on to say, no force in the world or in man opposes God. Though the veiling, instinctive, intellectual mind keeps us from knowledge of him. What is the basis of this idea? Well, it traces back to the concept that we call pantheism. The word pantheism means all is God, pantheos, all is God. And it means that everything in the universe was not a creation of God that he is separate from, but rather an emanation out of the Godhead. So everything has a divine essence at its core. And because of that belief, which is something called Advaita Vedanta, because of that belief, then even evil is a manifestation of the Godhead and has a purpose. And one day it will all go back to Godhead and it will all dissolve back into its origin. And so it's all really just an illusion. That's the definition according to Satguru Subramuniya Swami. Now, 
Philosophically, that sounds very intense. Is it true? Could it possibly be right? Let's go to a holy book in Hinduism, the Mahabharata. In that writing, which is considered sacred, strangely, Brahma, who is the creator god in Hinduism, an individual deity, that's different than Brahman, which is the underlying life force that fills the universe. Brahma is one of the three chief gods in Hinduism, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Brahma is the creator god, Vishnu is the preserver, and Shiva is the destroyer. And according to the Mahabharata, Brahma is identified as the source of both good and evil. Let me quote from that book. Formerly, all creatures were virtuous and by themselves they obtained divinity. Let me say that again. Formerly, all creatures were virtuous, and by themselves they obtained divinity. Therefore, the gods became worried. So Brahma created women in order to delude men. Then women who had been virtuous became wicked witches, and Brahma filled them with wanton desires, which they in turn inspired in men. He created anger, and henceforth all creatures were born in the power of desire and anger. So again, the source of evil is the creator God himself. Let's go to another god in the Hindu pantheon named Indra. According to the myths surrounding this god, there are numerous oval-like objects on his body that look like eyes, but they're actually yonis, a symbol of the female sex organ. Now, Indra was one of the chief Vedic gods in the very beginning, but now he's lightly esteemed because of something that happened mythologically According to their writings, Indra committed adultery with a sage's wife, and that sage cursed him and caused him to have this appearance. And so he is, according to their sacred book, responsible for the entrance of adultery into this world. So once again, a deity is the source of this specific evil. Now, New Age spirituality has inherited much of its mindset from Hinduism, its spiritual parent. I'm going to quote now from an avid New Ager, Shirley MacLaine, not so well known now, but she was quite a few years ago. And she quoted her spirit guide as instructing her these very words, that until mankind realizes that there is in truth no good, and there is in truth no evil, there will be no peace. And so, once again, we're confronted with this idea that good and evil are really just illusory. It's an illusion. It's all going to be dissolved back into Godhead eventually anyway, and it all came from the same source. Now, let's go to Taoism. Taoism sounds like it's spelled with a D, but actually, usually, it is spelled with a T. T-A-O-I-S-M, ancient Chinese religion, has something called a yin-yang theory or an idea, concept. 
that evil is a manifestation of the Tao, the e, the universal force. Both evil and good stream from the same source, the primal cause of all causes. Evil flows from the yin aspect, which is represented as a dark teardrop inside of a circle. That's the negative principle of the absolute, while good flows from the yang, that's the white teardrop object inside of the circle in the yin-yang symbol. That's the positive principle. And because the Tao is eternal and ultimate, the harmonizing aspects of yin and yang are eternal and ultimate as well, and necessary for spiritual equilibrium in the universe. So evil and good, once again, come from the same source. Well, you can see that in a modern film, Star Wars, where Darth Vader, the villain, draws his power from, quote-unquote, the force. And Luke Skywalker, who is the admired champion of righteousness, well, he draws his power from the force but they both get their energy, their power from the same origin. Is that true? I believe it robs God of his integrity because the Bible says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Another scripture says the Lord is righteous and in him there is no unrighteousness. So we can definitely see a contrast between Eastern religions, and biblical Christianity. But let's explore a couple of others before we get to the Bible. What about the strange ideas found in Kabbalah? Kabbalah is the esoteric offshoot of Judaism. It's the brand of spirituality that Madonna espoused for a while. Well, it proposes something quite different than anything I've said so far. In the Zohar, which is the Book of Splendor, one of the two main sources of Kabbalistic doctrine. And I'm quoting now, it is implied that the evil in the universe originated from the leftovers of worlds that were destroyed. Well, I know some of you think leftovers are evil. <laughs> and I'm sure when you look at them after three or four days in the refrigerator, they do look evil. But can you imagine that being the truth, it certainly doesn't match biblical doctrine. What about Scientology? In that more modern cultish group, evil originates in something they call the reactive mind. The reactive mind is a mind that is ruled by engrams, which are supposedly repressed negative subconscious perceptions and the key to deliverance from the reactive mind where evil is lodged is to learn how to think with the analytical mind. And how does that happen? Well, you have to go through something called Dianetics, where you're hooked up to a machine called an electropsychometer or an e-meter. And with an auditor, you go through a number of questions, quite a few questions, where you begin to explore your motivations, your reasons for certain ideas and choices in your life. And as you go through them, 
This auditor helps you cancel out thoughts from the reactive mind and highlight the thoughts that come from your analytical mind. And when you achieve a place of real clarity in your thinking, you become a clear. And the Thetan, the Thetan is supposedly this divine-like, God-like entity that you once were that is clouded by this nature you have that is polluted with engrams while the Thetan ascends to a place of prominence in your life after you go through this process called Dianetics. What? Is that really the source of evil? The mind of man? Well, I'm sure the Bible would agree with the fact that the mind is in a polluted state and must be dealt with successfully to overcome evil, but there's a much different source. Judaism now originates the story of the fall of Adam and Eve bringing evil into the world in the beginning. However, Judaism does not promote the concept of original sin being passed on to the offspring of those parents of the human race. In Judaism, man is intrinsically good and able to live a righteous life if he so chooses. Christianity approaches this dilemma from a much different direction. In Christianity, man has been corrupted. He is born with a fallen nature, an original sin passed down from Adam to all his offspring, which results in a sin nature resident in our human flesh. In Psalm 51 verse 5, listen to what David said. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me, which is an indication of the transfer of a sin status, like a spiritual DNA that is passed down from one generation to the next. Or what about Romans chapter 5, verse 12? It says, through one man, Adam, sin entered the world and death through sin. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 says it this way, that you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. And so that paints a very bleak picture of our condition prior to salvation. Now, let me go into the other sources of evil according to the biblical point of view. First, you have original sin. Second, you have the sinful choices that we as human beings make in order to perpetuate evil. James chapter 1 says, when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. And so we are constantly making sinful choices because of the influence of the fallen nature, but that's not all. Number three, the source of evil in the Christian viewpoint is the world system. The societies and cultures that are created by fallen human beings that become strongholds of evil. In 1 John chapter 2, 
verses 15 through 17, listen to what the scripture says. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So again, let me review First, you have original sin as a source of evil. Second, you have sinful choices that we as human beings make as a source of evil. And third, the world system itself that has been created by number one and number two is also a continual source of evil. Finally, number four, Satan and evil spirits or demons are constantly tempting the inhabitants of this planet and seducing them to commit evil. And most biblical theologians believe evil spirits were originally righteous angels until they joined Satan in his rebellion against God in the beginning. Events that result from their influence cannot be attributed to God since they do not work in submission to his will. The Bible clearly states that God is so holy he cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt any person. But logic dictates if God does not tempt human beings, he did not tempt the angels to turn against him in the beginning either. Neither did God purposefully create demons with an evil nature. Instead, their evil nature is the result of their original free will choice to oppose the creator and his laws. So evil in a biblical worldview is hinged on something called free will. Adam and Eve chose of their own free will to rebel against God. Satan and the evil angels that fell with him chose of their own free will to stand against God, to rebel against God. And so the source of evil is not God. God remains pure, and in great love, he granted to human beings and to angelic beings this wonderful gift called free will, because if you legislate love, if you program love like you program a computer, it's not real. It's not authentic. There had to be something called free will in order for love to be real, to be authentic, to be genuine, when flowing from the heart of a worshiping angel or flowing from the heart of a worshiping human being. Now, evil spirits, well, they're explained one way in the Bible, but differently in other religious worldviews. And I'd like to cover that in greater detail in our episode next week. But I believe you can see that the biblical view of the origin of evil keeps God's integrity intact. God is separate from the physical creation, so the evil that is here cannot be attributed to him. Contrary to the Hindu point of view, contrary to the New Age point of view, contrary to other points of view, there is an answer in Christianity. There is a powerful answer because Jesus became sin for us 
who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation means a satisfaction for the demands of justice. See, the demand of justice is that we all die mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and ultimately eternally. That's what God warned Adam in the beginning. If you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. So the origin of the problem, the source of the contamination was Adam's refusal to obey God and to actually partake of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. However, if we turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, not only did he become sin for us and pay the price of death in our behalf, he tasted death for every man. He also arose from the dead victoriously so that if we identify with him, we can be resurrected from the death grip of sin and live with him in an ascended status spiritually, overcoming sin, overcoming the curse, overcoming the fallen nature, overcoming Satan and all of his demonic underlings, overcoming all the negativity and evil that abounds in this world. Ultimately, that will be our lot. And ultimately, that will be our victory. The source of evil, we've traced that correctly now through the Bible. The source of deliverance, that can only be found in the Bible the word of God. And I challenge you to visit its answers today. If you've never explored that as a possibility, receive Jesus into your heart. Ask him to be Lord of your life. Ask him to wash your soul clean in the precious blood that he shed. Ask him most importantly to be born again. And that's when a new spirit is placed in you that is stronger than the fallen nature which is resident in your flesh. And one day, if you are aligned with the Lord Jesus Christ, you will receive a new body on the day of resurrection. This is the answer. This is the cure to the sin and the evil that abounds in this world. Thank you for joining Mike Shreve today on Revealing the True Light. And thank you for opening your mind and your heart to the truth. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can explore the beliefs of many world religions more deeply by ordering Mike Shreve's book titled In Search of the True Light. We also invite you to visit our website, thetruelight.net, and sign up to be part of our global internet family.